Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Project Esports podcast, where we give you a wrap-up of the week of all the esports news that's going on. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about Clash Mode and League of Legends, uh, NBA on Twitch, esports managers giving more interviews, and we're going to be wrapping on the FCC's decision with net neutrality. I'll be your host this week. My name is Dylan Beal. Andrew's out this week, so we're going to continue the streak of uh, two hosts. And uh, I'm joined here by James. James, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, guys, I'm uh, James Graham, the uh, the resident Canuck. Um, yeah, I guess we are. We're. Oh, this is the this is week four of only doing the two of us, like like in, in like different pairs. I think. Yeah, I think I think we're we're on that right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end of school, though. Like, what do you expect, right? Yeah, uh, schedules always change, and we want to make sure that we always get these episodes out there, so um, we don't mind just kind of going in, in in pairs of two. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's just jump right into it and talk about Clash, because uh, so since, you know, starting this whole podcast, I've been for sure getting into League a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've just been doing a lot of really good stuff with the game recently. In fact, I know all the things they've been doing actually prompted some reviewers to update the review score in league of legends oh i i had no oh i, I didn't know that like it's, it's where the game's just been around for so long like i figured like those things were just so concrete but no that's awesome i'm glad to see that they're they're going back and like I, i'm assuming that most of the reviews have gone like towards good <laughs> I, I, I like to think <laughs> yeah yeah they definitely have gone up for all the stuff they've done this year um, but let's go ahead and talk about the thing that they did just recently and they kind of started talking about, which is Clash. Yeah. So do you want to give just basically a quick rundown on what Clash is in League of Legends? Yeah, for sure. So Clash is like, it's Riot's new way of basically trying to give um, players of any skill category that, you know, that esports experience, that tournament experience um without really having to go through a third party and stuff like that a lot of these a lot of these like websites have kind of been existing for a while but leagues kind of made it wanted to make it like their own thing um so basically like you sign up with five friends um you lock yourselves in for like a like a couple of games and stuff like that um and you i guess like wager tickets which i guess are like going to be the currency for for clash um they weren't really too too in depth on it and stuff like that in their explanation um but that's kind of how you that's what you 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 know that's what you'd fight for sort of thing and i'm super hyped on this um basically any esport out there or multiplayer game that has a tournament mode i absolutely love it because i always think that's such a good thing to add because a lot of people want to take that competitiveness that they have and take it beyond just competing uh for leagues they want to take it and just play in actual tournaments and this is such a good way to do that yeah absolutely and like the the big thing is is it opens it up to if they make it makes it much less exclusive you know what i mean like a lot of people feel that like competitive like the competitive scene and stuff like that is only like is reserved for the, the the higher players, the higher elo and stuff like that, right? But really, with game modes like Clash and other tournament modes and stuff like that, it opens it up to everybody. It lets everybody, you know, be able to participate in it and stuff like that, and have really have that like that esports experience, right? Yeah, for sure. And what's really interesting is that so many games are doing this now. So I know StarCraft actually has a tournament mode that they put into the game which people have been asking for forever. Whenever you have an eSport game, everyone always asks for a tournament mode, so I'm so glad people are actually going through and doing this. No, yeah, that's awesome. I feel like ugh, I'm, I'm kind of shocked to hear that StarCraft, that isn't like one of the first things they did for them to be like, it, it, to me, it just seems like they're kind of like really behind on the times. I mean, mind you, you and I have have ripped on starcraft enough as like you know like we've we've applauded <laughs> it for its good recent good decisions but yeah no i think like yeah I, this seems like it almost should be a staple with any any major online game now is just like a, a, some variation of a tournament mode yeah and i think that's definitely one of the poor decisions that they made in starcraft 2 i can always go on forever about this but <laughs> y- y- you you know what the deal i i have with starcraft is it's really good game right now it's always been a good game but if if they would have just implemented some of those features earlier on it it, i'm telling you it would have been a different story but i'm really glad league has put this into their game 
even though the game's been out for quite some time, I definitely don't mm-hmm. feel like it's too late for them to be doing this. So I'm really, really, really glad that they're doing it. Yeah, like it's it's they're not like League League has been around for a while, but as far as like in comparison with esports and compa- like chalking up like Dota, like in using Dota One as the original model, it's fairly young, right? Um, I mean. I guess like you could make the argument that Rocket League is like newer and stuff like that, but I mean, it's still in the grand scope. Um, the one interesting tidbit I had, like that I found out about Clash, that I think we shared amongst ourselves, was that all champions are enabled for Clash. There's no, there's no limit. Like you don't have to have every champion to enter. So what is the important part of that? So I understand that, um, like like obviously if you're playing the game you might not have all the champions unlocked and and it's hidden behind a paywall. But what is the advantage of having all the champions unlocked if you're not practicing those champions anyway on your account? Yeah, and that that was the big thing for me. Once I saw that, I was very curious because to me, it just... It opens people up to having a bad experience because you get people who um you know may have not pick, picked up every champion but they see somebody who's cool and they're like oh man I, like you know i seen like x pro player do this on that champion i want to play him in class because i can you know what i mean so and then you know you guys lose because the, you know, the player who's playing him has never played him before and stuff like that um it's, it's so that's kind of bizarre to me i don't know why they're doing it it also opens up the avenue um for smurfs as well and now mm-hmm. they, they they did address smurfs in their in their in their blog about like how they're going to deal with it and stuff like that but to me a lot of smurfs are blocked by the you know that paywall that's why it takes them a while to acquire all the champions and stuff like that so as soon as you open that up it's like it's just like well even opening the doors wider for smurfs you know what i mean so i don't know what their entire game plan is with that i don't think it's a good thing i don't know yeah it just seems really weird to me so i don't know if you know anything about online poker um which poker online poker has like a really weird tangent to esports um i know a lot of like professional players who play esports also do online poker it's just like a really weird crossover to me yeah Um, but anyways one thing that people do in online poker is that they'll queue up um tables like eight tables at a time so they'll just like queue up a whole bunch and just like play a whole bunch and that makes me feel like maybe something similar might happen in this mode if if that kind of deal is happening so um say if you have a team who's decent mm-hmm. uh, maybe they're semi-pro or something maybe they just have you know two or three teams and they just queue them up and and give it their best shot with all three um because since games aren't going to be going at the same time inherently you know what's what's to stop them from queuing up in three different teams in the same league so you mean like having like multiple accounts going at the same time right uh correct so basically uh for example if we did this we would have three separate accounts Mm -hmm. each and we would make a team for it on all three of those accounts because i'm assuming whenever you want to play this mode it's i'm pretty sure it said it was a limited time so it it wasn't going to be a permanent mode it was just going to be all right hey everyone it's it's clash time go ahead and sign up for it so i would go ahead and sign up in three different teams on my three separate accounts with with you know my my other team just to basically try to get the numbers game going and try to place highly yeah so i mean i could i could see that being a thing if like the queue time isn't concrete because as of right now um and i, I actually well as soon as you mentioned that i'm like i wonder because I, I just tried it but you can't actually have multiple uh, like multiple league clients running at the same time so like it it may be the possibility where you queue up on an account you can log off and you're still like in queue and you get like a notification somehow or something like that. But yeah, I don't, th- you, you, that's really the only way they'd be able to do it because yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, again, like it doesn't it, like even that's a, that's a reasonable explanation, but it doesn't, it, if it, if it worked right. <laughs> but unfortunately it doesn't. So I don't know, I guess going back to the original point, I don't know what their, what their deal, like what their angle is. Okay. Let me paint a picture for you. Okay. It's this, uh, okay, so so Clash Mode has big prizes, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just say it has big prizes. Right, okay. You have a team that on their computer, they run multiple virtual computers of where they play League in those, and they can have all the clients open because it's a virtual computer. Right, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and they're just like sitting there they're just queuing up games they're just basically playing it out trying to get the the best matchups they can just to place highly and just to collect the money okay yeah see that that makes way more sense to me yeah i know absolutely i could like i mean i could see that absolutely okay yeah i mean I, i'm sure they'll do something like if you place really highly they'll they'll look at your account or something i i mean i'm sure they're gonna do something about it but like just inherently whenever you say there's like a tournament mode like that mm-hmm. it, and you have all the champions automatically unlocked might that's that's like the first thing my, my mind tries to pop to is that someone's gonna try to to milk this for all they can. yeah just cheese it as, as much as they can absolutely yeah uh, so overall, what do you think, like about this whole thing? Like, like how how do you think it's gonna end up playing out, and how do you feel about this from the perspective of being in a small uh, organization? So, can you see your league team, you know, queuing up in this together to try to win? I mean, definitely, yeah, because it like it adds another option to trying to schedule scrims against other teams, like. You can you can have a tournament going on the side while you're playing in like something that's you know majorly organized, right? So I think it would be great practice for like any team, absolutely. So I think even on that like that scale is great. I think I know there's tons of friends groups on like a smaller scale that just want to play and they want to play like in like a, like they want to play competitively, but they can't because of like remoteness and stuff like that. Like I know in Nova Scotia, we only have one major esports tournament that runs. Um, and that's Frag for Cancer, and that's every November-ish, but, like, that's all we have, right? So, I mean, for guys in my area, for, it allows them to not have to travel, to still be able to get the competitive feel and stuff like that. And, and still, like I've said before, you can be any rank you want to be and still enter this, right? So, and you get matched up against people that are your rank, right? So, I, like, I don't see a con to this. I really don't. Like, I think this is a smart implementation. I think it's... It's um, it's it may, it may not be super well thought out, like as we've been discussing, but the the intent is great. And I think it's only a good thing as long as it's executed properly. Yeah, I definitely share all those same sentiments. And I'm sure that once this fully rolls out, we'll definitely be talking about it a lot more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So let's go ahead and roll on over to something that's been pretty big in esports recently, and that's the NBA. And recently... The NBA just kind of negotiated something with Twitch that they're gonna have, uh, they're gonna have games on on Twitch. Yeah, I actually, um, Andrew actually linked it to me, and I watched. I was watching Golden State play um, on uh, on <laughs> Twitch. Uh, they, I can't remember who they're playing. I think it was the, I think it was the Pistons. I think. Yeah, and like it was just it was just weird to me because I was like, I I, I kind of went in expecting I'm like, oh, this is like. This is like their NBA league that we talked about a little while ago, but I was like, wait a second, no, 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 this is this is just an NBA match that's being advertised on Twitch. Um, what do you what do you feel about that? How do you feel about that, man? Like, um, okay, so it's it's weird. So it seems like um, someone said someone uh, I forget who it was, but someone's like it's going full circle, like the the like everything's finally coming full circle to now like. The, like the mainstream is becoming twitch mm-hmm. and so they're putting sports on twitch and i mean i don't dislike it i mean i personally won't i'm not a super big sports guy mm-hmm. so i probably won't watch it but i mean i know tons of people in esports that would love to watch sports games on twitch because frankly twitch is just it's just better like it's it's so easy to watch things on twitch that this totally makes sense because why would you want to go to like the NBA's website and you have to sign up, possibly get a subscription service, and go through all these hoops when you already have you already have Twitch? You just go to the website, you just go to Twitch.tv/slash probably NBA, and it's just right there, and it's instant, and it's quick, and it's easy. And the only downside, or, or I shouldn't say downside, but the only gripe I have with this is how does it affect Twitch culture? Because I know Twitch is supposed to be a gaming community, and does that mean Twitch is sort of shifting from a gaming community back to just a general live streaming service like Justin TV? Yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think of like the Twitch culture as like a thing. Like I like like you said, I know a lot of people who you know who play video games and stuff like that. Like they 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 freaking love sports, right, and stuff like that. So having that accessibility alongside the games that you already watch is great. But yeah, like 
what's going to happen? Like, like, I mean, I guess in the big scope of things, like, financially, it's a smart move by Twitch, because they're like, why wouldn't we just get more things to bring a bigger audience, right? Now, you, you, like, you, like, again, like you said, like, you don't have to jump through all these hoops. You have all that there for you. And, like, I mean, the other thing is, too, man, you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay, like... You can. I'm sure there's going to be like the, the, the NBA would probably do something like they, they do something with like Twitch, like a subscriber page. Like you get access to like more games or something like that. Or, I mean, it would probably be a bit more than like Twitch emotes and stuff. But like, still though, I like again, I I got to watch I got to watch Golden State play for free, and I don't have cable. I don't have I don't have a subscription. I have a subscription to like one streamer on Twitch, but that didn't hinder me from watching a game. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like, is like I don't know if it is like like you said like I don't know if it's gonna be a bad thing or not. It doesn't feel like a bad thing. I'm not upset about it, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't. Yeah. It's 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 gonna be. It'll be interesting to see how it evolves. Like that's that's the big thing on my end. Yeah, and I'm very curious to see if. So we've seen major channels and sponsor channels do these. Um, kind of special things that are, I would say, are considered kind of special in Twitch. You know, you don't have NFL games or NBA games normally, but recently these special channels have popped up where you have these. So I'm wondering if that uh, that outside force is gonna like bring about a new sub community within Twitch. I I don't know what that would be, but like I don't know, maybe there's an IRL streamer that streams pickup games or something um oh yeah I, I don't know exactly yeah like i think like it just makes me wonder if there's going to be kind of like a like a sub community within within twitch that pops up because of this that is a little bit different i, I would be very interested to see that yeah that'd be that'd be that'd be really cool to see yeah because i mean like irl streaming is like it's not like super popular right now it's kind of like it's it's catching on but yeah you add that element onto it because people are like oh you know um, sports is starting to be integrated into this. Why not stream pickup games? Like I could see even something with like the NFL like streaming their practices or something like that. Because I'm sure people would want to see that. You like who wouldn't want to watch like you know some of their favorite players like you know practice and do their drills and stuff like that. Like like I could see them doing that similar to like a Twitch presents thing like what they what they do with like anime and stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think yeah it, it opens the like the avenues up like like left right and center man. This is kind of this is kind of cool. I hope it just doesn't get like flamey. I hope it doesn't get like I hope it doesn't go toxic. That's my big concern. Yeah. So something with Twitch I think is um, kind of weird is that they're introducing these new things that aren't inherently gaming related, mm-hmm. but in all their rules for normal users. So this is if I was streaming or if you're streaming. Um, so IRL, you can go out, you can do you know irl things so like you can stream from a bar at your friend's house but in the rules it says that you have to play games sometimes so irl streamers technically can't do purely irl they have to incorporate gaming into it somehow to keep it a gaming channel i guess so that's that that was like stated in the rules which it's weird to me that they put that in the rules and just recently they talked about it when they're introducing these new things that are coming into Twitch that aren't inherently gaming related. So it feels, I, I don't know, it feels like they're bringing this new thing in and then they're at the same time, they're pushing their community down a little bit to less embrace it. Yeah. Now, like, and here, like, we're, we're going to get really, really technical for a second, but what is their definition of gaming? What is their definition of a game? Because if you go into that and like technically like these these like if you consider you know basketball is a game football is a game you know like and stuff like that so if they a video game okay so they are they are straight yeah, they, 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 they straight up said video they game. do define it as a video game that you have to be playing okay which twitch inherently has that long list so whenever you go whenever you stream and you choose the game that you're streaming mm-hmm. you start typing it in and it there there is a list okay so there is a list of like every video game there so i guess you have to stream one of those games on that giant list okay all right so that kind of yeah so i don't know man 
<laughs> that's that's kind of concerning, especially if they're stepping on their own toes like that, right? Like, I mean, it would only it would have to be like an occasional thing, but like, um, do I guess now like when the NBA linked their game like over this past Friday? Was it on their like G League account that like incorporates their like their 2K esport? Was that kind of how they paired it? I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, okay. I have to check because I know NFL whenever they do their games. It's just uh, mm-hmm. it's twitch.tv slash NFL. Um, let me okay. let me look look that up real quick because that would be interesting because if that is the case, then it seems like they're trying to um, I don't want to say double dip on content. That's the wrong phrase, but they're trying to get people who watch normal sports into Twitch on their channel with the normal games and try to push them into the eSport. And they're trying to bring people who are into the uh, the 2K eSport and make sure that they're watching normal NBA content too. And, yeah. and you know what? It is twitch.tv slash NBA. It is. And I think that's the yeah. same. Oh my God, I think that's the same too. thing they have G League on too. Uh, so G League is, let me see. It's its own account. NBA G oh, League is its, it own, is account. its own account. Yeah, so now let me just look at the post videos for the NBA. Um, this is this is weird. They do so they do their NBA 2K on the NBA league. It's like on the NBA channel itself, but for their G League, that's where they actually stream the games. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I figured it'd be asked backwards to be honest. Yeah. Um. You would think that they would just do that one channel that's all together to try to, you know, get their different viewers and everything. Yeah, well, it's just it. Try and incorporate everything, right? So you don't have two separate accounts to follow. Hmm. Interesting. I think, uh... I think, I, I think uh, what they're doing yeah, is a little man, bit weird, is... but I definitely think they're, they're, they're playing the correct cards. Maybe not in the right order, but they're playing the right cards. Yeah, I I agree, man. There, I feel like who's ever heading this project has a decent understanding of like how Twitch works and stuff like that. But they're just they don't have the firm grasp of like, hey, we should integrate everybody on the same account because that just that just adds accessibility, yeah. right? So yeah, me that's something they maybe need to look at down the road. Mind you, the G League's only like I think the G League account is fairly new, like. The only the only videos from it I think are from December December fifteenth yeah and that's that's how recent it's been so I don't I I don't not yeah too sure. so I would definitely say we should keep an eye on that. What I would also be really interested mm. to see, and I know they're not going to do this, I know they're not, but what I think would be so sick is on the NFL channel if they went out to all the local like madden esport leagues or like the madden tournaments because madden like madden's not inherently a big esport but i've almost Mm -hmm. never seen as many local tournaments for any game as i have madden i see madden local tournaments everywhere i it's it's so it's so crazy to me like because I uh, we don't get them up here, unfortunately. But like, yeah, no. If they're that if they're that popular, man, why wouldn't they? Like, it would make sense, and it would bring it would just bring it would be more hype to the game, more hype to the community, and stuff like that. More people would be, would be like, hey, I want to run a tournament because there's a chance that like you know the NFL is going to show up, right? Like, or they're going to want to get in touch, right? And they're going to want to set something, you know, promote it, right? So, yeah, and that would just be so cool if if one of these sports organizations would just like incorporate their esports and sports together into one i th- i think that'd be really cool oh yeah no no for sure man that'd be that'd be wicked to see all right so i definitely think uh we should definitely put put the idea of them on twitch definitely in the back of our minds make sure that we're watching it and we'll we'll definitely talk about it if if it's coming up again but let's go ahead and uh shift gears over to something that happened in the past week so a ton of esports managers have been giving interviews and all of them I, I believe are on YouTube, correct? Uh yeah, for the ones that I've seen, 
Um, Travis Gafford basically has like a monopoly on these <laughs> interviews. Like he's basically the guy. But yeah, they're basically all the ones I found were listed through uh, through YouTube. Yeah, so they're all they're like super easy to find. All right, and you just want to go through some of the you know just the general content that has happened during these interviews. All the all the big big points that have come out. Yeah, for sure. So the big the big uh, the big one that they've everybody's been asked is like how they made it into the league, especially with the with the NALCS and the franchising and stuff like that. Um, like the franchise application was a huge, huge topic. And I think in a previous podcast, we talked about how, how Liquid put together theirs and stuff like that. And I think because Liquid did that and they were so open-ended about it, everybody else, like the spotlight's kind of on them. You're like, hey, what did you guys do for your for your franchise application? So that's been a very big one. Um, another big point is um, has been like transparency about like player salaries, um, about the NBA moving its way in. Like, um, I think it's what drew a lot of people into like paying attention to these interviews is like, what do these NBA organizations want to do with esports? And some of them have been like the owners have been like super good about it and stuff like that. Um, like um, Ryan Edens from uh, FlyQuest was uh, his interview alongside uh, C9 Jack was super informative. Um, as, as well, Nate Shot actually had a fairly a fairly decent interview, which is kind of surprising to me because I know Nate Shot's like he's he's your my age, right? So like for him to try and sit down and have like a professional setting interview about franchising to me seems kind of foreign. Mind you, the guy's been a business owner for uh, like you know, a little while now, so I'm sure he's kind of used to it. Um, but another one that I really, really liked, mainly because he was allowed to be so, so open, and he was like, he was encouraged to be that. Was Optics' new manager, uh, Romain Bjarg, mm-hmm. I think his name is. Um, he's over, he's from the Europe scene, um, and he was just like super straight up honest with everybody about the salaries, about about how they came, like how Optic operates and stuff like that. So you're seeing so many people just being given the reins and just being like, hey man, say more or less what you whatever you think is going to make us look better like or make because people want transparency they don't want to feel like they've been lied mm-hmm. to right so uh yeah those are like the big the, I, I think the two big covering ones were the franchising applications and transparency as a whole i think were the two the two big ones that everybody kind of touched on i'm super glad this is happening to be honest because i think one of the hardest pills to swallow i would say about really big leagues coming up so riot's whole league and the overwatch league is that mm-hmm. it's run by these super big businesses sometimes and uh, from someone who's come up in the esports scene from when it was pretty grassroots it feels a little bit bad when you know uh, a big sports organization is running it and you feel a little bit of you know the old esports scene kind of die with that but the fact that they're coming out and they're being super honest, they're like, this is what we're paying them. This is the process for this. And and here's basically everything that we got. We, we just, you know, love esports and we want to be in the scene. And, you know, obviously they're trying to make money, but they, they, they just love the scene. The fact that they're going forward and just exposing yeah, all I, that, I really like that. I really, really like that. No, I totally, I totally agree, man. Because I come from the like the same way, like where you are, where I don't want, like I like the fact that there's these esports teams, and they those were the guys that made it happen and stuff like that. And yeah, initially you see these guys taken over by, or like I, 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 I say taken over, but it wasn't really taken over. They the, the team still have a lot of control and stuff like that. But like I was as a CLG fan, I was like super hesitant to see MSG took over like controlling stakeholders so it's like oh shit what's what's gonna happen <laughs> right like what's what's going on with my team right and to see them just be so genuine about it and just like you're like oh these guys just like video games and they're they they're really being straight up with everybody why they're there because i think i think somebody sat down with most of these owners and were like listen you guys try and go in there and big corp this thing like nobody's gonna like you no like the scene is going to backlash and it's a huge scene mm-hmm. right so i think yeah for for the, like the hesitancy on my end was definitely real too but yeah to see to see it go this route is is nothing but great i love it yeah and i really hope it starts kicking off maybe a culture of this of where team owners are really close with the fans you know maybe that's giving more interviews what i would really like to see is just more content from from organization owners you know maybe maybe some of these these 
you know, big dudes in the company just, I don't know, release a little vlog or something, just like talking about like some of the stuff that's going on or maybe their vision for it or, you know, maybe just them walking around just meeting the players, you know, just like asking them questions. Like, it'd be super cool to see like, I know there's some like uh, older, I, I would definitely say they're they're definitely older and they're... Mo- most yeah, of them they're, are, they're yeah. definitely older, you know, maybe they might not have as good of a grasp on video games as we do, but it would be super interesting to see that them go into like a gaming house and just like talk with some of the players and just ask them very honest questions and just see them, you know, just try to learn about that. I, I think that'd be so cool. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. It would be nice to see just like that. Uh, I don't know, like humility, I guess would be kind of the word. I, I maybe like where you, you these guys are worth like millions and millions of dollars, and just to see them interact with the players would be great. Um, I mean, it, you know what? It could start a trend for for the other like the NFL and the NBA and the NHL and stuff like that. Like you could see like the major like the major players come down and talk to their players as well, because I'm sure despite those guys are making major major salaries, I'm sure they wouldn't mind it either. I and I think too. Um, we like the, the, the vision you kind of have is definitely could become a reality because Rick Fox has been really, really good at being social and being into it and stuff like that. And like the dude streams and stuff. And like, so he's kind of like my vision for like, I, that's who I want to see everybody else model themselves after. Cause I mean, nobody's going to be Rick Fox. That guy's ridiculous. Like he's insane, but he's great. But to see the like him interact on his level that he does like like frog and when those guys when he was still on the team the two of them were like boys man like it was it was crazy to see um so i like i would like to see other people model themselves after him because i think he's a great role model on how to do it right yeah i i really like what they're doing um so the thing that upsets me the most i would say is when people just don't try to get it so i know this was a huge huge issue in i don't know I would say probably 2013, 2014, up where esports was getting really, really popular. And places like ESPN and some other news sites were picking it up and talking about it. And one of the things that just absolutely infuriated me is when they wouldn't try to get it. They would just kind of scoff it off as, oh, they're just they're just playing video games. Isn't this so crazy, guys? And the whole story was just, you know, sensationalizing people making money playing video games instead of actually talking about it and so that's why i really really appreciate this is because it seems like they're reaching there they're reaching and trying to understand rather than just pushing it off and just saying like oh they're playing donkey kong super competitively you know <laughs> yeah like and that's like i mean that's just it too like speed running is a thing now right so i mean like even that is considered like competitive but i mean yeah, like you're, we're seeing so much more less of that, and especially with, like, the owners are really, like, setting, like, an example. Um, and we're even seeing, like, people who try and, like, bash the esports, organi- like, the esports scene as a whole, like, like they're getting poor public reception. Um, like, not just from the esports scene, but everybody. There was, a, there was an article, I think, I mentioned in passing a little while ago about um, the guy... I can't remember if he wrote for the for the score or ESPN or whatever, but he like constantly used um, e athletes in like a very like condescending like writing style and stuff like that, and that like that guy just got destroyed, right? So yeah, like it's becoming less and less publicly acceptable to do that, and becoming more encouraged to do this. Um, you know, like we accept, like you know, we recognize esports as a thing. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. These guys are talented. They're skilled and stuff like that, and they're recognizing it as a, a big picture thing. So yeah, no, I think, I think we're seeing nothing but good right now. Um, whether this, my big concern is whether it continues or not. Uh, I'm sure you kind of share the same point as me on that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, and I'm just. I'm just trying to envision, like, if this will be a problem anymore. Like, do you think that we're getting to the point of where people who are super condescending about esports and all that are done? Uh, I want to say yes. <laughs> I, I I really do. I mean, of course. I I think I think d- depending on where you're from and stuff like that. Um, you're still going to be met with some backlash, but I think in the public sector of like, like, you know, of like journalism and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, articles and all that stuff, I think that's kind of done, 
But of course, you know, you're not going to... I mean, I hate to bash Andrew when he's not here, but I can't see Wisconsin as a whole being too accepting, expecting or uh, accepting of esports. You know what I mean? <laughs> I we st- we deal with the same shit down here, man. Like you know, like Halifax is notorious for being a big trades place, right? So you know, I can't see myself telling the uh, you know the guy working at the Halifax shipyards, hey man, like you know, I'm involved in esports. He's gonna be like, what? What is that? Like you know, like you know. So I think you know, in the public eye and stuff like that, and you know, the sports scene, uh, yeah, I think we're going to definitely see it. We've already seen it with pro players and stuff like that. Um, even in, even in like, early stages, too, like, um, oh, God, one of the players for the Mill, I think he's playing for Milwaukee now, um, did a great sit-down with one of the cursed players in Season 3. Um, and that's when we were starting to see it. There was also a Vikings kicker who was a huge esports fan. Um, and that was in the early stages. So, already, I think... By now, we're basically we've nullified everything in the in the public eye, mm-hmm. right? So I think I think we're almost there. I think we're almost there, Dylan. I wouldn't say we're almost like we're totally there, but we're getting, <laughs> we're doing all right. Yeah, and the whole idea that I had about it of when it was actually going to finally fully flip, and it's super morbid, but like as soon as the generation before us dies <laughs> off completely, then we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, man. And it, it, I know it's super morbid, but like. It, it just it's just one of those things of where someone who's older they're just really not going to get it it's it's just something that it's really hard to learn how to un, like learn how to understand you know what the the big deal about this is it, it it's hard to understand without actually living it you know or just being a part of it yeah and i, I mean i think that's why i think that's why we're seeing such so many more like younger faces coming forward because the smarter generation ahead of us is like okay i don't get it but you do so i'm like you're gonna be our face that's why that's why like nade shot is a face of a hundred thieves not the venture the, the venture capital companies backing them they're like no 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 we we, we don't get this and we ex- like that's a big difference like one once like one group of the generation ahead of us accepts that they don't get it but they know how to get like they know how to appeal to people who do get it and then there's the other part there's like yeah fuck it man like this is a this is a trend this is gonna (laughs) die out you know what i mean exactly it's the difference between someone just just being super stubborn and someone who can accept i don't get this but there is a lot of money here so let's go yeah exactly and that's that's what it comes (laughs) down to man it's the uh it's the cheddar for sure yeah and so this is uh sort of related um, just because you, you, you said the term e-athlete and it just made me think of this question, but how do you spell esports? <laughs> oh, do you mean with like the capitalization and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. How do you spell uh, it? See, now, because of the association I'm a part of, Honor Esports spells it with a lowercase e and a capital S. Uh, oh no. Yeah. So I've, I, you know what? Like I was totally, I was totally fine accepting with it. But myself, personally, I spell it like as we spell it on the podcast, which is the capital E sports at the end. That's how that's how I do it. Um, what about you? Okay, so I'm 100% a blizzard chill. I will I will t- tell you that and be straightforward. <laughs> uh, so I follow their rules on it, which is that it is a um, it is just a noun. It's a noun. So, okay. yeah, it is a noun. So if it's in the middle of a sentence, it's all lowercase. If it's at the beginning of a sentence, it's capitalized. Other than that, that's 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 all you really need to know. The only reason why I say that is because it makes sense and it follows the same structure as email. Because okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was a thing with email too. Because I remember email sometimes being spelled e dash mail, and I don't see that anymore. So I'm pretty sure this 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 argument has happened, but with email like 10 or 15 years ago <laughs> we've already had it it's done it's been hashed out <laughs> yeah the the argument has happened it has been resolved it's just a noun we can get over it oh my god i didn't even think of that that makes oh my god that makes so much more sense oh uh, i'm gonna have to have i'm gonna have a talk with chris i know we had him on the you gotta I have a sit down. I have a sit down i know we had him on the podcast last week but i'm gonna have to sit him down and be like listen dude we got <laughs> we got some grammatical errors we need to address it tra- trash all the promo material yeah. all, all the branding it's out the door now we need to restart <laughs> yeah yeah like erase the chalkboard man we're going from we're going from the ground up again uh and i i just like having that conversation because there is no super defined thing yet everyone kind of just goes with their own rules and everything um and i just 
I, I think it's 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 just really funny, like the whole like esports and stuff like that. Um, I know I had a running joke the longest time with a bunch of friends. Uh, whenever I would uh, address the the club that I was a part of, I would always try to come up with a more and more ridiculous version oh, of it. God. So like I would call them like e athletes, esports stars, oh. um, like e competitors, like just like think of just like the most ridiculous things. And a lot of times I would just have to read an article and it'd be like, it'd be there and be like, oh, I'm nabbing that. That's, that's, that's going in the post. <laughs> like that cr- I cringe hearing you say that. Like, I, oh yeah. my God, man. Thankfully, I haven't seen it too, too much. I have seen the occasional e-sports, like, but that was like, I guess when I was beginning to get into the scene, um, mm-hmm. it's basically, it's, it's take, it's chilled out a lot since then. But yeah, and then I think that was a big drawback or a big, uh, big backlash for that article from, you know, that I had mentioned prior was that where esports and like the the proper context and like what to refer to the players as and stuff like that has been so uh, like there's been a staple for it that it just came across as super ignorant because everybody knew what to what to address the players and stuff like that. So I think yeah, it's just it's just going back to a degree of ignorance that you know this has already been hashed out. We've already dealt with this probably should do some research <laughs> now do you think um this is like i don't know it's, it's like a, a weird question to ponder but do you think esports is the best name for it like obviously we're at the point now of there is no going back <laughs> it is going to be called esports yeah. but like do you think if you can kind of go back and like uh like put a little seed in everyone's ear on maybe a different name is there a, is there a name that you would you would choose besides esports oh <sighs> Come to think of it, no, I don't, I don't, um, no, because, you know, like, professional gaming doesn't roll off the tongue like esports does, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it is hard, because it, it is just so easy to say. Yeah, that's just it, right? Um, what about you? You, you sound like you've got something, like, you've, you've, you've been, you've had this idea for a while. So, okay, so I do think esports is the easiest way to say uh-huh. it and everything, but, like, e something just feels weird like it, it feels like very like uh like oh it's it's the internet like it's like the the, the year 2000 we just invented the internet recently this is email and 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 stuff and so it feels a little bit like too too weird in that aspect okay, fair all right we should call it digital sports uh, <laughs> i mean digital sports i mean you're not yeah like you're not wrong like i mean that would make that would make more sense, cause yeah, it almost like esports to me is almost like a bastardized version of like real sports. So it feels like a knockoff, right? It feels it feels like cheap, but like so yeah, I guess I guess digital sports would make more sense. It like yeah, it's just a classification of sports. Yeah, it's just sports, but digital. Yeah, I guess yeah, man, that makes way, yeah okay. When you say it like that, when it's like just a different class of sports, that makes that makes way more sense to me. Okay. All right. I, I, All right, I so, see where you're so, getting with this. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, so the plan is from going forward, instead of referring to it as esports, we'll just say digital sports until it catches are we on. Gonna just, are we going to rename the podcast Project Digital Sports? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, Project Digital Sports. Um, Go ahead and like start dropping some seeds into Honor. Just let them be like, hey, like uh, we're a digital sports organization yeah, now. Honor Digital so. Sports. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to get I'm going to get fired in like no time, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and jump into the last thing that we're going to talk about, and it's been on the forefront of news everywhere, not just esports, not just gaming, but just in the internet in general, yeah. and that's net neutrality. Yeah, man, especially, like, it's, like, it was, it had a huge surge a little while ago, um, you know, I think, we, me and my coworker made a joke about it, how, like, if you look through Reddit, every top about a post was, like, you know, the net neutrality post and we're like holy shit this is a big deal and then and then it doesn't get passed like and that's the other thing too i think that's brought it really back in everybody's faces that that what was it it was like a 81 or 86 percent like like denial rate from the public or something like that like it was it was a ridiculous yep. statistic yeah yeah the public just like like super overtly opposed the 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 repeal of it and it's just really weird that they would just go on and go through it 
so something interesting too is that a lot of people are pointing to some of the pro comments and they think they're fake some people so on the fcc's website um they had an open forum basically to post your message if you want to be for or if you want to be against it like if you wanted to if, if you want to keep it or or get rid right, of it okay. and everyone who wanted to get rid of it all the comments for the most part seemed really suspect and so some people did some digging and they think that people like somehow they don't know who was doing it but they think a lot of those comments came from just people taking other people's real life names i don't want to say stealing their identity but but stealing their identity and posting in favor of repealing net neutrality which is really weird to think about that if 80 something percent of people wanted to keep net neutrality and a super small percentage didn't want it or, or wanted to re repeal yeah. it and among that small percentage those were fake that just it, it, it's it's suspect yeah we're gonna need some like conspiracy shit is this conspiracy theory shit man like this like that's that's scary that's like to have like and like i take it where the now where the response is like super generic and stuff like that like did they seem like they were almost like borderline cookie cutter like yeah yeah i, I so to to be fair there is a lot of cookie cutter answers on both sides okay. just because if you go to any place to show your support for net neutrality you'll see just a basic message that you can post okay okay and that's that's super common for these really big movements um because the the big thing is that you want to show your support you want it to be coherent mm -hmm. and, but you also want to be able to send it quickly and concisely because if you go up to someone and you go hey are, are you in support for this thing you know uh opposing this thing is super super bad so you're you're going to be in favor of it you'll go yeah sure and they'll go okay cool now just like fill out this really long form you'll go uh, uh, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I don't really want. Yeah, like, and, and so that step kind of hinders it, and so a lot of people, you know, do do basically a pre-generated form that you just plug your name in, you hit submit, and it just sends your support. And so it does come across as pretty cookie cutter for both. But um, New York, I think it was the attorney attorney general was actually looking or, or trying to look into this whole thing um about the fake comments um so it's 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 moved past a little bit of conspiracy but it, we actually do have some support of of someone wanting to look into it in that um sorry go keep going yeah go ahead yeah and and it's not just that a bunch of states are actually countersuing uh or not countersuing but just suing the fcc for this this uh this repeal of net neutrality a lot of states are like yeah no are, are everyone literally everyone in this state is for it like for net neutrality so we're, we're like no we're not doing this and, and see like that that to me is is reassuring like when you're seeing that much backlash when you're seeing like whole states being like no 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 we're like we're we're, we're suing you know we're suing the fcc because we're not we don't stand for this right like and i think you had mentioned over the course of the week that there was two states who just were like we're not even gonna we're not even gonna uphold this we're just gonna uphold like previous law yeah i know new york and washington were two states who were like yeah no <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna uphold our own net neutrality laws we're gonna make sure they're in place so this could this could go a couple different ways i could definitely i could just see things just like staying super bad and just like it just becoming a stupid partisan issue or something like that and it ends up staying and then the states are just like all right well if you live in one of the good states that <laughs> that actually wants to care about this then we'll we'll try to put some you know state laws in place but um i either see that or i see this going into congress and in, everyone's just like you know what i don't want to even have to deal with the backlash we're just gonna we're, we're basically gonna push the fcc aside and, and try to put it back in oh you think it's gonna go that far where it's just gonna be like it's like this is way too messy like like and there was no, nothing was broken initially so why are we even bothering to do this right yeah okay. and yeah i think that might happen but it like like i was saying it's just it, what really really worries me is that it will be a partisan issue because as soon as it does then things get super muddied and then you have to deal with like you know a red versus blue issue yeah. rather than a 
this makes complete sense and this clearly doesn't make complete <laughs> sense like it's not a red versus blue issue it's a it, it, it's a one of them makes the internet not a terrible place that could be corrupted super easily by isps yeah well and that's just it too and to to kind of build on this too like especially from like an esports angle uh, we we discussed this briefly and it was like you got to think too like what kind of catastrophic repercussions this could have on the esports scene because the whole freaking scene is played online like, so if you have a bunch of, di- like, I mean, for pro players, not so bad. Like, I mean, because they're probably going to be playing on the same ISP. Like, there's not going to be connection issues and stuff like that. But you have guys that are, like, playing from home that are trying to practice and stuff like that. Um, and, you and like, all these games are trying to juggle, like, all these different, like, connection speeds and stuff like that. Um, that are not just limited by, like, lag and, like, input in, like, how close you are to the server. But... Now you have these paid-for walls that are, you know, kind of hindering that as well. Like that, that's gonna be nasty, man. I, I don't. That doesn't bode well for anybody. Yeah, and what just feels super bad is that the great part about the esports scene is that the ease of access yeah. is just there because we're we're at a point of in our lives that most people have a computer. Fortunately, that's very fortunate for the society we live in, of where people just have computers. And even if you don't have that great of a computer, there is an eSport out there you can play. League of Legends isn't super intense to run on. I know uh, my university had awful, awful computers in the library. They were terrible, but you could still bring a flash drive, plug it in and play League on it. And so that's what really sucks is that it's there's such a low um, barrier to entering eSports. You just have to pick it up and play it that by this by by this getting repealed it could create that barrier to entry you know maybe maybe you can't watch twitch streams because i don't know you don't have the streaming package or the streaming package is super expensive so now that you're a kid yeah you can't afford it as a kid or maybe um i don't know there's a peer-to-peer package of where you know we're gonna severely cut your up speed because you know, you don't need up speed for basically anything but streaming and playing video games. So you have to buy the gaming package or something. Oh god, yeah, I didn't and think And that, that just feels bad. That feels so bad because it's it, it it defeats the whole purpose of of why esports are so popular because you could just get into them. But if you're going to make it hard to get into, then it's going to like kill it. Yeah, like it, and that's just it, man. Like you're putting you're putting limitations on something that's supposed to have no limitations, you know what I mean? Like like we see esports like esports as a whole has players that are not only like from like they come from like you know from the poor to the handicapped to everything right like everybody has a chance at this so as soon as you put this hindrance on you cut off so many people from this from this wonderful thing that gives people like a sense of fulfillment and a sense of accomplishment when usually like they wouldn't be able to get it in some other other aspects of their life that just because of their current situation or what they were born into and stuff like that so to add one more wall in front of that man that, that like that blows my mind and another like another thing that i was kind of thinking about as we were discussing this um is like the money behind it too like like i understand that the fcc the fcc has like a like you know like they're a controlling body in this but we like doing this screws over a lot of venture like venture capital companies as well like because there goes there goes their their oyster of an esports scene right like a lot of the esports scene has a lot of involvement from people like just anybody anybody in general because again like you said ease of access now you start putting like financial barriers in front of that that's what kills a lot of these things is as soon as you put a subscription fee as soon as you put like you have to buy, pay the certain buy the certain package and stuff like that like you know all this money that like that just we just saw got sunk into the Overwatch League, all the money that's getting sunk into the NALCS, it's almost for nothing at this point, right? Like, or it's it's still for something, but it's it's not nearly as impactful as it was when the initial idea was there. Exactly, and that's that's why cable isn't doing super great right now because everyone looks at these cable packages and they go you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. Like, screw this. Like, maybe you want to watch HBO because you like Game of Thrones. But basically, like, what's the point of, like, having to juggle through all these packages and all the subscription services and doing all this stuff just to get, you know, Game of Thrones? And so you just go, ah, 
Like, who cares? I don't want to jump through all those hoops. I'm just either not going to watch it or I'm going to go someplace like the internet of where I could very easily get access to it. Yeah, and I mean, like, and even, even like, signing up for, like, and uh, this is, like, exempt from, like, um, from pirating and stuff like that. Signing up for HBO on a computer is, like, and, like, streaming it from a computer is 30 times easier than trying to navigate it on a TV. It's and you yeah. don't have to pay somebody to come in and set it up for you and stuff like that. You like, or like, you know, or you know, all you have to you don't have to contact somebody to alter around your like cable box, and like make that easier. Like I uh, like again this and the information I'm saying right now may be super dated because I haven't had cable in like six years. Because why would I, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, man, it just it doesn't. Nothing about this makes sense. Not, not nothing about it. It, nothing about it makes any sense to me whatsoever why bother doing this like it's it's just it's being like like we said many being met with a shit ton of backlash man so and i mean the the the, the, the worst part about it is too man like you and andrew are in the states like because this is happening for you guys this is eventually gonna happen for me not yet but it's gonna get there <laughs> and i don't i, I like yeah. i'd like to see it stop before then <laughs> yeah and it just it, it just super upsetting that like you 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 think this would be a, a a super simple issue to solve but like it still goes through and you know i know sometimes it seems like you know a lot of effort is pushed out there um you go through and 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 you see all this internet support for it and you see everyone wanting net neutrality and it still goes through and it feels like you don't have a say in it at all but we're really at the point of this whole thing that everyone's voice actually super, super matters. Now, the FCC is just a bunch of appointed people into that that small, I think it's just five people. Everyone there is just appointed. They're not elected officials. So whenever they hear everyone's outcry, they could easily dismiss it. They're not going to be fired. They're appointed officials. Yeah. But... The people who are appointed officials are Congress, and that's where it's going to next. So if everyone really does show their support and they do contact their congressperson and they say, hey, listen, you better keep net neutrality or, you know, we're not going to vote for you next term. They actually do listen to it because that's unfortunately, that's what Congress is super about is actually keeping their jobs. Um, so the one thing you can do is actually threaten to take away their job by not voting for them. Um, so actually I have the website up right here. Perfect. Um, so if you are a U.S. citizen and you can vote, definitely contact Congress. Um, the best and easiest way to do this is to go to battleforthenet.com. If you go there, it's a super easy form. You just put your name, your email, and where you live, and it will just send your, your message straight to your congressperson and let them know that you are actually for net neutrality and you want to overturn the FCC's ruling or you can text battle to 384387 and that'll do the same exact thing and it'll help you go through all the process and it's super super easy to do and every person who does it actually does really matter in this because your congressperson is going to look at all the messages that are saying please uphold net neutrality and they're actually going to go for it because they want to keep their jobs wicked yeah i know and that's and like i think that that's a big thing too that people need to remember is that this this stuff is here and it's super easy to access and I'm like I mean I'm looking at it now and yeah this is like a super simple layout boys like get on this get on this get on this hard <laughs> yeah and I'm sure on all our different things if we have a little description I know definitely on YouTube we'll go ahead and put the links below on YouTube mm -hmm. or if you want to go to our Twitter we can go ahead and just uh put the put the URL in our Twitter twitter post whenever we post this as well so go ahead and just take a look at that it's like i said it's super super easy and everyone's voice especially now does matter i, I promise you it does yeah so i think i think on that on that tangent and that upset like i know it's kind of a bad way to end the show because we just both got pretty pretty worked up about it but i mean that's really all we have have for this week there guys um just keep in mind we are taking next week off where it is uh christmas and everything like that um keep an eye on our twitter because we will be tweeting out you know happy holidays and all that good stuff um 
And we're currently up in the air right now for New Year's Eve. We don't really know sh too sure what we're doing yet. Um, stay posted, and we'll uh, we'll have an update for you guys about that from uh, going forward. So yeah, Dylan, do you wanna you wanna close us out? Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening to the Project Esports podcast. Um, definitely, we we really appreciate any any support that you give us. So if you wanna leave us a subscribe like a subscribe on YouTube. Um, or subscribe on iTunes. Go ahead and share this with your friends, or just follow us on Twitter because every little bit, every little bit definitely, definitely helps because we're building this thing from the ground up, and every every person definitely puts us that much for, uh, that much further ahead. So my name is Dylan, and thanks for listening to the Project Esports podcast. All right, guys, and yeah, I'm I'm James, and you'll uh, yeah, you can find us all our personals on the website, on our Twitter, and yeah, check us out, guys. Have a good one.